Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the 3040 Vision Podcast. I've realized just now that I don't know what to call our listeners, um, so I'm making the executive decision without Glendon to call you all visionaries, because I think that sounds great and I made it up on the spot and it works. Um, So, visionaries. On today's episode, we have the creator of the confessions page that Glendon and I were obsessed with a couple episodes ago. Um, and because of the delicacy, I guess, of the situation, we wanted to maintain the, the anonymity of this, uh, person just for their sake. Um, we don't want to accidentally out them and there's a lot, you know, it's just a delicate situation. So, um, hopefully it's not too annoying for you, but we did change the voice and I hope you enjoy the interview with this person. Welcome back to the podcast. We have done it. And by it, I mean, we've got the interview that um, the we were prize. trying to get <laughs> the prized interview. Um, Glenda and I will be sharing a mic. So if you don't hear him say a certain thing, well, this is just going to be. Yeah, this will be exactly the same as the Sarah interview where I just make sassy comments on the side and like they sort of get picked up in audio, which makes it better. Now y'all will remember on the, on the last time we we had a, an interview on the podcast, a full interview I should say, was with Sarah Fenn, and I started out perhaps a touch inappropriately, and made her question coming on the podcast. I'm trying not to do that this time. Um, okay, yeah, we have the pleasure today of interviewing the creator of the confessions page that Glenda and I spent all of like an hour and a half trying to figure <laughs> out who it was um so welcome on welcome to the podcast thank you i'm sure you can look forward to having ben be your one fan who listens but like doesn't know who you are <laughs> doesn't know who you are ben is our one listener if you're curious <laughs> are you a fan well more more our podcast has one fan so well i'm now their fan Excellent. There you go. So we are going to run down some questions um, about your experience with the confessions page and various other related topics. Um, uh, first and foremost, and this is probably the most important question that we're asking today. I I want to be clear right off the bat. Noah wrote all of these questions. I had nothing to do with this. Um, question number one. How does it feel to be talking to the one and only Glendon Frank? Um, it's exciting. It's very exciting because when I received that confession of Glendon is a certified babe, what I thought it was was just like a group of guy friends and their inside joke is like Glendon is the hot one. And so that's why I posted it and I was just like, okay, this is funny. And I kept getting more and more and more. And I was like, okay, I think I should know this guy, but I just It was it was definitely like the first two or three were like okay I can imagine like one of my buddies sending this in as a gag and then it became a whole thing and then there was like crush confessions or whatever which 
I'm still not sure how legit they are. It was a whole thing. Well, because, like, some of, some of the ones I've got that I've posted, I think it's people who genuinely, like, really, really like you, and others are just memeing. <laughs> I mean... So yes, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a confession right now live. Oh, yeah. Um, I was the one who submitted the first Glendon is a certified babe. <laughs> I figured that from your podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't expect what I didn't expect was for it to blow up and have multiple people suddenly jump on the Glendon hype train. It was exponential. And like the fact that a Glendon Frank fan page was created out of this. Is kind of amazing. People thought I ran that page. Like, I thought they had a confession saying, is this the same person who made the Ambrose confessions? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, they definitely, it seemed clear at that point that it wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what were, what was going through your mind as, like, there was more and more Glendon confessions being submitted? Um, I thought this is hilarious that, Everyone is joining in on this joke, and I thought it was awesome. Even though I never met him, I still thought, like, okay, I'm making this Ambrose meme now, and I'm so honored I'm just creating this meme at Ambrose. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Glendon is very um, happy with the (laughs) twist that this has taken. I mean, it was very surreal. It was not something I expected at all. Like, it was... It was the epitome of imposter syndrome. It was like, I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know how this happened, but, like, I'll take it. It's fun. Well, as you said in your last podcast, a lot of people know you. And so I'm sure just everyone knows you. And they're just like, oh, I know that guy. I'll send a confession saying he's a babe, you know? Yep, that's, that's pretty much how it happened. Um, but <laughs> but there, was some gen- like, there was the one that was specifically stating like oh i have a crush on glendon and i hope one day i'm like have the confidence to talk to him and i'm like holy crap that's like kind of sad but also <laughs> like please talk to glendon glendon <laughs> is waiting for you i also feel like i'm not like that intimidating of a person like i guess i guess i have a persona that's a lot bigger than i thought it was cuz apparently the entire school adores me um but yeah, it was like, just just talk to, who are these people who are scared of me? I don't know why anyone would be scared of me. I'm so confused. No, don't worry. We didn't bring you on just to talk about Glendon Frank, but that would be pretty fun. <laughs> um, I, I am curious, like, what all do you know about this podcast? Or how much have you listened to? You're, I've only listened to your one podcast. I listened to the whole thing. I haven't listened to any of your other podcasts. I'm sorry. Oh no, totally. I was just I was just curious um, what all you've experienced. I'm glad you haven't listened to all the other episodes because, uh, well, we have a running joke about nut butter on this podcast. A running joke about what? Um, peanut butter. Oh. And I'm just glad he didn't have to listen to that. Um, it's one of our one listener, Ben's favorite um, running gags. You could just not bring it up, but you choose to bring it up every single time. I don't touch it. You do. This is all your fault, Noah. Yeah, but I mean, I had to. Um, that was for you, Ben. I Okay, this is a good question. Has anyone figured out who you are? Nobody. That's impressive. So props I, to you. 
it's fun because I did that poll of like any guesses for who I am, and I got a bunch, and nobody guessed it. That's amazing. <laughs> and I'm glad though, because it's fun asking people to guess, but I know if somebody guesses who I am, I'm just gonna freak out and panic. <laughs> that is probably valid. I mean, worst case. The Ambrose Police. Just throw like me under the bus and make me the creator of the page. I'm fine getting all of the drama. Well, my friends were telling me like pretend to be Grace because that's who you that's who you guys thought it yeah. was, and so they're saying pretend to be Grace. Just pretend to be Grace. And I was saying like that'd be funny, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that would uh without her permission, that wouldn't be the best thing. Oh no, no, definitely not without her permission. <laughs> so you can throw me under the bus. I give you permission. Um I'm Noah. Yes. I don't know. I can't tell your voices apart, I'm sorry. Oh, that's terrifying, I'm sorry. No, I was thinking that. I was like, I don't know over the phone how distinct our voices are going to be. I'm the one asking more of the questions at this point. Glendon is the one adding commentary. Yeah. Oh no. For our listeners who are still confused, despite watching every episode, Noah will be asking the questions. Okay, what motivated you to create the confessions page? So, what it was is, me and my friends, we were just talking about how every high school has a confession page, every university has a confession page, and I said, wait, does Ambrose have one? And they were like, no. And so I was like, oh cool, I'll create one. And then I forgot about it years ago. This was years ago. And then I just remembered it, and so I started it up again. Wait, you? So you you created like the original Ambrose Confessions page from like years ago? Yeah, not too many years ago, just a few. Oh wow! Because I think I remember that page, but that might have been even before my time at Ambrose. No, 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 no. It wasn't because like I made it, but nobody ever followed it. I just oh. created it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you aware that there was a confessions page from like six years ago, maybe? Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. They. There's a bit of an interesting story behind that. There was a confessions page created while I was back in like grade eleven or grade twelve, um, and it had got some traction. There were some interesting posts. It, w- it was pretty similar to what we see on your page, um, but supposedly Ambrose also made the move to shut that one down as well. Um, and I don't know, I, I wasn't going to Ambrose at that point. I just, I went to a Christian school in Airdrie, so I heard all this stuff. Um, so you are, uh, you're not the first one to create an account and supposedly have Ambrose <laughs> want to shut it down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I just, I made that one a few years ago. Nobody followed it and mm. I just forgot about it until recently. And then I told my friends about it. And so we all just started following random people on the account because I gave them my password. Oh, multiple people. That's smart. Yeah. So that's why there's like when you guys thought I was like a res student Mm -hmm. and like following res pages, I was just like, I have no clue. And you guys were really digging into that. It's like, I don't know who any of them are. I don't know these res four names you're saying. I don't know any of them. Oh, no. I think we concluded the commuter aspect, though, so, like, I don't think we were that bad. Yeah, that's that's the very boring story of how the page started. I just wanted to, just to do it for fun. Okay, personal, uh, not personal, um, opinion question. Um, what 
in your opinion, is the worst submission you've received that you did post? That I did post? Yes. Um, I regret it, and I deleted it, but it was one involving a teacher, and oh. my original plan was to post every confession I got, and I didn't care, but there was one involving a teacher that wasn't nice, and I didn't like that, and so I deleted it, and so now I, I don't know if you guys saw, but I have my list of rules yes. of confessions I won't post, and yeah, I don't, I, I really regret posting that one because it's like it's not nice because some of the teachers did follow the page at the time and i just felt bad because that can make the teacher feel bad uh, yeah i mean wait which which teacher was this yeah was it named um i'm not gonna say <laughs> okay fair yeah. dang it because i know there's one i know there's one involving goosen that was a positive post uh, who professor goosen yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I liked that one. I posted that yeah. one because I thought it was nice. But there was uh, a, a not nice one. Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't. I feel like I saw all the posts. And I don't remember that one. Yeah, there were there was. I, I have noticed there were quite a few about like Colin Toffelmeyer is a great prof kind of thing or mm-hmm. Goosen is. Well, I like a... I like posting the nice ones about teachers, but I, yeah. I don't post any ones. <laughs> it was funny. We uh, um, Glendon and I are. I, I would say we're friends with Nikayla Rees. Are you familiar with who that is? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> she she had originally jumped on the page because of the Glendon thing, I think. And then she read some of the other submissions and was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here, and just noped out. <laughs> yeah, some of them are pretty, pretty intense. Um, is there anything that you've received that you haven't posted because it's been like, has broken any of your rules? Oh, I've received a bunch. That really? Wow. Well, one of the rules I made was I don't post sexual things involving minors. Yes. Because somebody made a confession about a student who's 17, and he was, like, doing something somewhere, and it had his first name and last name. What the? What? Yeah. They were just like, oh, I saw blah, blah, blah doing this in this place. And I was like, no, I'm not posting that. That's... Wow. Okay. I didn't realize you had actual... That's... Why would someone think that's a good idea? Because they said, like, I don't want to tell a teacher, so I'm telling it here. And I'm like, I'm not... No. <laughs> what? Like, this isn't the police. You don't come here and just drop off all the people you think are sus. That's not how this works. Yeah, like, I looked up the student's name, and yeah, they were 17. And so I'm like, no, 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 I'm not posting that. Oh, jeez. Okay, Wow. Um, have you had anything regarding, I know you said no posts about, like, um, like depression or suicidal kind of, like, ideation. Have you had any posts? I, I have not, no, and I'm really glad about that, yeah. because if I did get a confession like that, I wouldn't post it, but I would make a post involving, like, resources you could go to to help. Mm-hmm. That's, because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not comfortable with just someone sending me a dark confession and then me just leaving it like i would rather do something about it because like i don't know who sends me the confession so i you know someone sends me like something dark i would want to make a post to be like hey go to these resources they would help you i would much rather do that yeah and it's hard too because there's been a lot of talk on the internet recently about like parasocial relationships and like oh i i have these people i have these connections to but like they're just people who make content online they actually like 
there's no feedback there. And so as good as it is to like vent about mental health or whatever, there is that danger of like, I've made this connection with like this anonymous person and I'm sending them mental health stuff. And it's like, no, you need to be talking to an actual professional. This isn't, this isn't like a healthy way to necessarily express all of this. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like it's, I don't know, because I was worried people were going to be thinking because I'm anonymous, they could just send their, you know, dark confessions, and I wouldn't want that. I would want them to get help instead of just coming to me, you know. Mm, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a. Uh, you went the uh, what I would call the the smart route with that. Um, oh, thank you. That rule. Um, uh, switching <laughs> switching uh, topics a bit. <laughs> Um, all right, so we we have to we have to comment on all of the uh, the the sex posts on on the, the account. Yep. Um, yep. um, is there anything that's been submitted that has surprised you? That has surprised me about like all of like the sexual encounters at Ambrose. I'm gonna tell you guys the truth: is that the butt plug one is fake. That was sent by my friend. We we kind of figured that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But getting railed in the prayer room, those were fake because. What, what I wanted to do was kind of, as a joke, post those and people be like, oh my gosh, but like those are just jokes. But the one where it's like, the, the other sexual ones that worked for my friend, those really surprised me. Like the, um, giving out blowjobs in the parking lot, that surprised me. Yeah, that one, uh, but wait, you're saying the getting railed in the prayer room one was fake? Yeah, that was fake. Oh, I'm disappointed. Noah, Noah is brokenhearted because Noah has this whole like fantasy about the the illicit prayer rooms at Ambrose. It's not a fantasy. It's a little bit of a fantasy. <laughs> it's okay. I I have heard stories about these prayer rooms. Okay, and I've talked about this on the podcast, so I don't feel like I need to really rehash it again. But I'm just saying those prayer rooms can get pretty dirty. From what I've been told, I have no experience. <laughs> In all honesty. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, I don't judge people for their sexual shit. So, like, when people mm. send me sexual confessions, I'm not judging. Because we're all adults. Oh, exactly. Yeah, so, like, I find them funny. I, some of the obvious ones, like, that are fake. I think the, I saw Nenshi looking, look-alike pretty <laughs> naked in the <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that one was fake, but I loved it. I thought that was hilarious. Um, you... I think it was the episode that you would have listened to of this podcast where we ended up talking about, like, porn and, and sexuality, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where Glenda and I both went off on our different opinions, I think. Um, um yeah. Yeah, so we... I would say I'm probably on a similar page as you with regards to um, these kind of sexual aspects of life at Ambrose that everyone pretends isn't a thing but is actually a thing that's apparently pretty common. I just, I find some of them funny, but yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, as long as, like, people aren't doing it in public places, like, people are getting head in the cafeteria, you know? Uh, yeah, that would be, that would be awkward. Um, Glenda, don't do that. <laughs> that would be awkward. But, like, a, a lot of them, the stairwell stories I've heard as well, before even the posts came out. The, the stairwell that's, like, that goes to the library, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've gone down a stairwell so many times, but I'm so happy I've never seen anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be... I'm also glad I didn't see anything. 
I know because I spent like four years on residence, and I know even the res stairwells, people would like camp up there with blankets and stuff, and it's like, fam, people are walking here. You're clogging up like a main area. What are you doing? Oh, that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, there's a being on res gets you some pretty decent stories about that kind of stuff. But I did notice recent posts. <laughs> Someone suggested starting a uh, getting head club. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> what are we? What are we doing with that? <laughs> How is that? I'm like, who is facilitating this? <laughs> is this going to be funded by the Ambrose? <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, that was... Um, I didn't see that coming. I wonder... I kind of hope that person was serious, but like... I don't, I don't think those ones are serious. I think those are just for fun. Like, just joking around. Don't break, don't break the immersion. But I don't know, maybe this person does just go everywhere and see where they can get caught. I don't know. Uh, that would be, that'd be kind of wild. Um, so, I mean, moving to, towards kind of um, when the page was going to get shut down. How, how did that kind of like go down? So what happened was a um, someone on the student council messaged me and they're saying like, hey, Ambrose wants to take down your page. And I said, oh, why? And they said, because it's just because I have their logo. Their logo is my profile picture mm-hmm. and my username has the Ambrose name. Yeah. And also, um, oh, what was it? It's because like, it's not, Ambrose isn't funded. It's funded by like outside people. I forget how they explained it. Oh, and so, yeah, yeah. Having a page know. like this, saying students are banging all around school at a good Christian university, it wouldn't be good for funding. Oh, man, that actually kind of pisses me off, though. Yeah. I can see it, though. Like, it's valid, but at the same time, they're pretending these things aren't happening so that they can maintain their reputation, so that they can maintain their donors, so that they can continue to run the school. So I get it. But it still paints this sexuality as this whole dirty, we're not supposed to talk about it even though it's happening thing. And I just, that bothers me and it'll never stop bothering me. Exactly, yeah. Um, I can say that because I'm graduated, so. <laughs> I also, um, when I deleted it, I also said I need to concentrate on my schoolwork because mm. I was actually getting like really addicted to just like refreshing the <laughs> app and yeah. getting and posting confessions. But now one of my friends was like, I'll help you run it. So now we're running it together. So mm-hmm. I'm less on it as much, you know? Yeah. And I really, I really appreciate that. And now the page has less followers. So now I'm getting even less confessions. I'm like, this is, this is great. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask about that. Because I feel like there's been a shift since uh-huh. it became like Amber's Confessions to just sort of like an anonymous confessions page. Because I was even I was even looking at the followers and I feel like there's a like less Ambrose people and more just like hey this is a fun confessions page we'll follow this. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's the same thing of like I didn't know who to follow again, sure. and I didn't know like who hated the page, who liked the page because right. we, we didn't follow the people who didn't like the page. 
Because I would get messages a lot. Oh, really? Oh, I constantly got messages of people hating the page. Why? Because of the sexual confessions. Because people are like, this is a Christian school. This is what Ambrose stands for. This is disgusting. Someone said I was turning London into a sex object. (laughs) I want that on my tombstone. If you hold on, if you still have that image, I need to get a hold of that somehow. Well, that, that was a message I got. A person was like, "You're you're making Glendon a sex object," and, and it had me thinking of just like, "Does this person know Glendon? Does Glendon hate this? Is, is this how you feel?" Incredible. Glendon oh, does not hate it. It was fun. Well, because like I always got the Glendon confession, but like I never. Like, I didn't know if he had Instagram or not, so I'm just like, does he know this exists? Is there just this whole fan group for him and he just doesn't even know? So, okay, so this is this is my story about, like, so I, you can find it. I think I maybe have commented once or twice, but, like, I have an Instagram account that I made, like, in high school, and I basically haven't touched it since high school. And it's, if you go to the page, it's kind of like its own surreal story. It's... It's bizarre. And so my goal has been to, like, just not touch this. And, like, I, there are a bunch of reasons that I stopped using Instagram. And then I saw this account and all the traction. And I was like, is it going to be, like, funny if I commented on it? Or is it going to ruin the immersion? Is it funnier if I just act, like, totally oblivious to it on the internet realm? And is it funnier if just people don't have any idea if I know about it or not? I feel like that's more amusing. Because that's what I thought. I thought you had no clue. And then I, like, made a caption of, like, does Glendon know this account exists? And somebody commented, like, yeah, he knows. And so I was like, okay. Yeah. I felt, like, creepy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, I think even just the amount of, like, the people who are following the actual account, I feel like there's been a change of demographic a little bit, which is interesting. Yeah. I think it's also because it's private and it's not Amber's right. username. So people don't know if it's the same account. Yeah. Has that, like affected the i guess quality or like the tone of submissions that have come in or anything i don't know um i i, I haven't gotten anything bad yet i've pretty much posted all of the ones i've gotten and okay. all honestly i like it because it's instead of being overwhelmed by a bunch of confessions every single day i just have a little bit sure and i have a friend helping me now because it was getting pretty overwhelming and I would get distracted from my schoolwork and I wasn't doing it, so... Yeah, because yeah. you were posting, like, 10 or so a day. I was, yeah. And it, it's because you know how easy it is to get addicted to social media. Oh, and, mm. and you know, when you're running a page and it's getting all this attention, you just get so excited because all these people are sending you stuff and you just want to post them so you get more. And then I'm just like, this is not good for me. Yeah. And so when I got the message that Ambrose wanted to shut me down, I didn't want, I wanted to shut it down before Ambrose messaged sure. me because I was worried they were going to involve legal stuff. And so, and I was glad because then I could take a break and then come back a week later and it's not as intense. And yeah. I like, I like how it is now. For sure. I think I think I think that's funny that you talk about like the addiction thing because I know even like back in high school, part of the reason I left Instagram was because I realized like I was just on it to post my own stuff. I didn't really care like what else was on there, and then I think it's funny that part of the reason I've quote unquote been more active on Instagram is because now there's a fan page of me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's let it get to his head a little bit too I much. Don't, I don't think that's true. What <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, how in the podcast you're like, how does this person not know me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On an objective level, I feel like a lot of people at Ambrose know me. That was... <laughs> I was very, I was trying very hard not to be narcissistic about it. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm just the kind of person where I just kind of keep to my friends because I'm really awkward and I have anxiety and, mm. yeah. Um, so I don't really interact with other people yeah, much. Yeah. I mean, that was me for at least the first, what, two, three years at Ambrose? Yep. <laughs> so I relate. I told this story once on the podcast. I used to have a, a table to myself in the calf that I would sit at by myself every day. Wait, did you say same? Yeah, I, I won't say where I sit because I was just about to. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, re- I relate to that one. <laughs> well, not anymore because of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it, for me, it was like my first year when I only would try to sit in the calf to make friends and then I just sat by myself. Um, yes i'm trying to get sympathy <laughs> yeah no i feel like and i i've argued this before i think ambrose has a very clicky community oh i agree thank I you agree. thank you because glendon doesn't think so i don't i don't think it's as extreme as you you make it sound like it's high school and it's not it sounds a lot like high school it really isn't it's not in my opinion it's not as bad as high school but it's the clicks definitely exist and people just find their group and then they just stick to it until they're like graduating you know yeah sure i i think when i hear the word click i i imagine groups that are like these people are more popular and more cool than everyone else and like i feel like ambrose is a much more level playing field than that like maybe maybe the sports people are like slightly more full of themselves but it's not like there's a pecking order throughout. It's like, like you said, like people find their groups and kind of stick to them. And some people branch out and some people don't. Yeah. Well, when you guys were saying like, these were the, I'm shocked the page doesn't follow this popular person, this popular mm. person. I, I had no clue who you guys were talking about. I was just like, there's popular people here. No, exactly. I mean, Danny Randall's like. I no clue. Oh, that's, that's a little, I guess, I don't know. It depends on. Again, how long you've been at Ambrose and whatnot. But I mean, Danny Randall's kind of like the one of the big musicians at Ambrose that went on to release an album or whatnot. So anyway, you should uh, l- look up his music. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> plugging Danny. <laughs> but it's also like my my favorite place is the library. I like to be by myself, do my work. So maybe that's why I just don't meet people because I'm always just by myself in the library. That's valid. Yeah, I I know quite a few people who are like that as well. Um, yeah, library like, is great. I don't find it because I like being by myself. You know, like I like that quiet time to myself. Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely. I mean, I'm an introvert, so I relate at least yeah. a little bit. Maybe less of an introvert than I used to be, but um, I do live with roommates, so I don't get as much alone time. Mm, um, yeah, but and that's why we stay up until four in the morning. Yeah, that's why we stay up until four in the morning. Exactly. Shifting gears once again, um, so the page kind of took a, a a shift early on, at least that's what I would call it, to being a lot more focused on um, kind of relaying the experiences of the LGBTQ plus community at at Ambrose. Um, yeah. Did you did you expect that to happen? 
did not expect that to happen at all. Like, in all honesty, um, um, I didn't expect there would be so many LGBT uh, Ambrose because I know for myself personally, um, I am LGBT, and it's hard to find people like that. And yet there's so many, so it's like, that, that really surprised me. Yeah, uh, f- for sure. What what? How would you describe your experience at Ambrose with regards to like um, feeling accepted or not accepted, and certain profs, whatnot? You don't have to name profs, but like overall, your the feel kind of you've um, gotten. Like I, I said this before, but in all honesty, I consider myself really, really lucky mm. because I found friends like me. Mm. I found people like me really easily. I think just because my personality attracted those kind of people. And so, I don't know, like, Michaela, she's so accepting and loving of it. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't really, like, come out to prof, you know? So, I I don't really know too much. But, yeah, I, I personally, like, I'm really, really lucky that I was able to find friends like me. And not even them, like, friends who were still, like, a bit overly Christian, but still accepting of me. And I'm just really grateful for that, honestly. Mm. Are there any ways, in your opinion, and I'm sure, I mean, from my perspective, I could imagine there could be many, but how how do you think Ambrose could do better at making the their LGBT students feel more accepted and included? Um, for one, get rid of those books in the library that say, True. like, you know, you know the books, right? Yep. Yeah, I, for one, get those books. Am I allowed to swear? It's swearing, okay? Yeah, we do it a lot. Yeah. Okay, get the books the fuck out of here. I yep. get them gone because those are not helping. And I think they did change the policy of, like, you know, no LGBT behavior, which is good. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Is there a club? Do they have a club? Um, well, actually, I don't know. Maybe, Glenda, do you want to talk about this? Because there was a, a thing happened on Twitter that after the confessions page was, you you said you were kind of shut it down the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, Glendon got upset on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I made, I basically made a whole rant about, like, because I feel like a lot of Ambrose, even when it is affirming, it's kind of affirming in secret. And it's sort of like, oh, this person or this person. But it's not really, like, a public statement. And then you had, like, this confessions page, which was, like, a very public statement. Like, welcome to Amber. Like, here's a place, even if it's on the internet, here's a corner of Ambrose that is very, like, openly accepting. And then it got shut down. And it just, whatever the motivations, it struck me as, like, a really bad look. And so I ranted on Twitter. And then um, Maddie McBlain, I don't know if you know who that is, um, she was asking well like does ambrose have a, a gsa uh greater students association i think that's I thought it was a gay straight I... alliance oh maybe i i looked it up and i that's what i found that would make more greater sense i looked up the acronym that's what came up gay straight alliance makes a lot more sense anyway yeah so um she was like does ambrose have this and nikayla uh it's funny that you bring her up nikayla came on and was like Yes, we are developing something, and Nikayla's kind of heading it up. She sort of like, yeah, yeah. So she was sort of approached um, whether, like, do you want to help out with this? And I know everything was sort of going down with the confessions page at the time, and so Nikayla was like, yeah, I, I, I feel like I need to do something about this, and like there needs to be a voice for like, that is awesome. yeah. So things are changing slowly. My 
construction page that started off as a joke with butt plugs and Yeah, so I I think it's cool. I think it's great that um, whatever the avenue, like there was this clear need from people to be like, hey, we need this at Ambrose. We need representation at Ambrose. We need a conversation at Ambrose. I'm I'm glad that it seems to actually be going somewhere. I love that. That actually makes me so happy. That genuinely makes me happy. Yeah, I feel like there's been quite a bit of, at least uh, in my... I was at Ambrose for four years. I've been graduated for a couple of years now. But um, in my time, I have seen at least a bit of a shift towards being more accepting. But I do, and I, I tweeted this in response to Glendon. Um, I I am concerned that, like, quite honestly, I don't think anyone in the higher-ups at Ambrose, and more specifically, like, we're talking the Alliance and the Nazarene Church, I don't think they care about making uh, the LGBTQ community feel accepted. Um, and I wonder if they are going to, like we brought up earlier, if they're going to lose donors or whatnot because Ambrose is more publicly taking the stance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's important to do though, because like, there's so many LGBT Christians in the school and Mm -hmm. they, you know, don't know if they're if they can be accepted here and so there definitely needs to be more of a push to be like hey you're welcome here everyone's loved you know yeah like ambrose is losing donors one way or another i mean like my my first lyc i think that i went to we had a female we had a woman speaker and there were alliance churches that dropped out of going to lyc because there is a woman speaker and so yeah so i think like we we can't even get like full women's rights in some of these denominations. Like obviously, getting like LGBTQ attention is going to be harder, but I think it's necessary anyway. Um, yeah. I I worked at like a summer camp this past year, and we had like young staff who were trans who like identified as non-binary, but because the camp is so like deeply conservative, they their solution was just not to comment on it. Like, they just wouldn't have a policy. And I feel like Ambrose is doing a similar thing where they just want to, like, avoid the conversation. And it's going to get them in more trouble because one way or another, you have to have a statement on these sorts of things. Like, if if you're just going to, like, walk the line, you're inevitably going to run into problems and trip over. So either, like, make a statement of affirmation or... um. I don't know. The other solution is just like tell everyone to screw off, which isn't good, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you 100%. It's just, I'm really excited to see what Nikayla's going to do. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm grateful for profs at Ambrose like Nikayla and Colin and um, Rita, Mm. Rita Dirks, who have all been very vocally, at least in my experience, accepting of um, the LGBTQ community. Um, compared to many others at Ambrose that either don't speak of it or secretly probably hold opposing views. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it just, it even, it makes me feel better when a teacher is just like, I'm accepting of it, just like, okay, that's nice, that feels, that feels good. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure. And I, I think Nikayla is making a very tangible difference from everything I've heard and, um, and seen, um, and that's important. Uh, I guess to broaden the conversation, <laughs> um, how 
I guess maybe there's two questions wrapped up in this. What has your experience been with the church and the gay community? And how do you think the church or Christianity, do you think they will change? How do you think, what are some tangible steps maybe do you think they should take, kind of? Um, I'm not very religious, mm. personally. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into too much detail. Yeah, yeah, but um, I honestly don't really have much of an opinion on that because I'm not very religious, so I I, I can't really answer that. I guess I should I should have started um, with that question. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, that's that's very, um, that's very interesting. How did you? Why I guess why did you choose to to come to Ambrose then? I can't say. Okay, valid. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, totally fine. Yesterday, Noah was like, hey, we should come up with interview questions. Um, and so Noah did that, and I really didn't. Um, if you, uh, The first episode of our podcast is us like, trying to name the podcast, and it's basically <laughs> Noah has like five serious names, and I came up with a list of like absolute random BS and was like, hey, let's go through this. So I found a website um what's this website called it's uh interview questions that are actually fun to answer <laughs> so i don't know if we want to just blitz through like five of these rapid fire, yeah. rapid fire. um I'm down. are you more of a hunter or a gatherer You've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What do you do with the elephant? Oh, I keep it and then I name it Timothy. Excellent. If you woke up and had 2,000 unread emails and could only answer 300 of them, how would you choose which ones to answer? What? What, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. If I could only answer 300 of them... <laughs> How would I choose? Um, I, oh, I don't know. Search for, like, we're giving you money. Nice. I don't know. Or, like, we've accepted your job application. Excellent. Uh, what's your favorite 90s jam? Oh, God. Jump. Nice. Nice. Classic. <laughs> Pretend you're our CEO. What three concerns about the firm's future keep you up at night? Wait, say that again? What? Pretend you are our CEO. What three concerns about the firm's future keep you up at night? I'm your CEO. Yes. Um, things keep me up at night. Um, the fact that I can't tell your voices apart. <laughs> um, I don't understand the 3040 vision name. You have really good eyesight. I don't know. Okay, I still think it's acceptable, though. <laughs> I don't see an issue with it. I wouldn't have a problem. I would just sit there and be. And be. There's... I don't know. I would leave the train. Why? It's just people making out. It could escalate. You never know. I feel like... I don't want to see it 
story. I feel like we found a really good middle ground between like me and Noah, and I almost feel like we need to make this a permanent thing. Um, <laughs> hold on. Hold on, though. I don't think there's issues. But well, actually, no. I think we agreed that there were issues with people having sex on the train because kids. And that would probably not be good. That's Noah's only deal breaker. Because I don't see a problem with it. Oh my god, no. If they're willing to have people around and watch, I don't think there's any moral or ethical issue. But you don't consent. You don't consent to seeing it. If you don't consent, then you leave. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. I feel like I feel like that can be taken in like a very dramatic direction, and I'm not going to. But don't twist my words. but just think about the concept of if you don't consent, leave. There are problems with that, no, Noah. That's not what I mean. <laughs> We're not. I'm not. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god, this is hilarious. This is um. I finally, turn the tables on you. No. Okay. No. But okay. I guess you could argue that if the C train is moving. You can't leave. And then maybe, okay, then you might be able to argue that there might be some unconsensual connotations to the issue. Okay, fine, valid. Then people should be able to have sex on park benches. Oh, God, no. There's children. Oh, okay. Um... I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going back to the interview question. Actually, I, I can answer, you asked about the name 3040 Vision. I can answer that one. I feel like that's going to be explained five different times on this podcast. No, this is only the second time we've ever explained okay. it. Because I tried to explain it to everyone at your place last week. And it went poorly. I can do better this time. So 3040 Vision, originally, my idea was that like the fact that imperfect vision, like that we all see imperfectly, that's what makes it perfect. Like it's the flaws that are included and make everything good. Okay. Um, then I learned that 3040 vision doesn't exist. <laughs> like, that's not an actual form of eyesight. So I kind of was wrong with the name, but at the same time, my intentions are still true. Okay. It was, I think it was broadly about like seeing things from a different perspective. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. Uh, describe the color yellow to someone who is blind. Um, describe the color yellow to someone that is blind. Um, it's very pretty. Yellow's my favorite color, so Ooh. it's very pretty, and it's happy, and it just gives off good vibes. I vibe with it. Nice. Uh, nice. This is one of my favorites, because this isn't even, like, uh, estimate how many windows are in New York. Five. Five. At least five. At least five. A good answer. answer. I, I just like that because that's not even really an interview question. Like, that doesn't tell you anything. That's just, give me a fact. Um, uh, oh, I guess, sure. One one last one. Um, oh, there we go. This is a good last one. This is the last one on the list. A penguin walks through a door right now, like, beside you, uh, and is wearing a sombrero. What does he say and why is he here? Oh my god, I would scream and I would hug him. Um, He would say to me, Quick, you need to wake up. You're in a coma. Your family misses you. Oh god. You've been in a coma for 12 years. It's time to wake up. <laughs> that is, that's actually really... Uh, that's sad. It's not 
that's sad. That's my nightmare. That's your nightmare? I almost actually, not gonna lie, I almost, I have a book idea about that. <laughs> you have a book idea of being in a coma and a penguin in a sombrero walks up <laughs> and tells you that you're in a coma. Well, no, it's more so that, like, this man is able to control his dreams and then doesn't realize he's actually in a coma and then... He lives a whole life, like 25, 30 years, and then he has to choose between waking up or, like, dying. Like Inception? Kind of. That was my first thought. I mean, it's very much, it's rooted in Inception. I think there was a Star Trek Next Generation episode that was kind of like that. Oh, yeah, The Inner Light. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, I guess we've concluded that sex in public, bad, apparently. Oh, I have, I have, I have something. I have something. I have oh I have a way that we can wrap this up. Uh, do you have any questions for us? Oh, oh, that's good. I like that. Um, I I I don't. I I'm so sorry. I don't have any questions for you. You have so many questions for me, and I don't have anything for you. Um, how would you rate your Ambrose experience? Ooh, that was a good question. Oh boy. Um. Do you have an answer yet, Glendon? I, I do, but I felt like yours was going to be more cynical, so I was going to yeah, comment. Go okay. Um, I've been I've been really, really happy with it in a lot of ways. Like, um, I the, the first thing that really drew me to Ambrose, like, personally, was the environment of, like, the faculty and the community and everything. And that is still something that stands. It's, it's, it's always a weird tension for me because, like, there are so many things that Ambrose has done in recent years that are like, this could be shady or like, we're super in debt. I understand why people wouldn't want to come. But at the same time, like I have found so much belonging in like the communities that I've been in. And I found so much like validation and growth through the faculty and the professors that I have had, especially in my program. I think it, it does the experience that's kind of changed program to program, but like, my experience has been largely positive, and while there have been um, downs and there have been frustrations, a lot of those have been avenues through which I have grown as a person. And so I've mostly been really, really pleased with my experience at Ambrose. And I will say I am the person I am because of Ambrose. Um, I have the friends I do because of Ambrose. I've made like professional connections because of Ambrose and my relationships with the profs, especially the English profs like Darren and, and Rita and to a lesser extent Goosen, but like he still counts. Um, and like even people like Nikayla or Colin, like I have made a lot of good connections at Ambrose that have helped um, for my identity. I probably wouldn't have had the courage to leave my old church if it wasn't for my experience at Ambrose. And there was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have gone through deconstruction if it wasn't for Ambrose. Like, I would still probably, if it wasn't for Ambrose, I'd probably still be a very conservative fundamentalist white boy living in Airdrie. So, um, Ambrose has widened m- or broadened my horizons. Um, I has kind of taught me to see people or to see to empathize with people and to see the good in people and to um, recognize how badly white people have marginalized everyone else. I should say white men have marginalized straight white men. If we want to be more specific have marginalized everyone else. And yeah, so I would say like, while there are definitely downfalls to Ambrose and the whole clicky hierarchy thing and the fact that I spent my first year pretty much alone, um, I still formed so many good friendships and 
learned so much and changed so much because of Ambrose. So I would I would give it a fairly high rating, actually. What about the cafeteria food? Ooh, oh, man. well, that's like... <laughs> I've legit... So I was on res for four years, and I had to suffer with calf food so much. And since moving off this year, I have literally not touched calf food. I've made up my mission to not eat calf food at all this year. It's so bad, and it's only gotten... I, I was actually the one who submitted the one submission about, like, how calf food's gotten worse and, like, the new restrictions yeah. are bad. I was like, somebody needs to say it. No one's ranted about calf food yet. I have to be the one. The fries the are good. My least favorite. I hated the chicken. The chicken? Have I ever had the chicken there? I don't think Why so. Are you, me? you were there every time I ate. I don't know. Well, I remember, like, I used to, because I was going through this healthy thing, and so I would get, like, chicken and vegetables, and it would be, like, ten bucks for this tiny yeah. slice of chicken and a handful of broccoli. Yeah. Oh, God. And it was just so expensive for really gross food. Yeah. yeah. You could just get a lean cuisine for like two bucks. <laughs> yeah. Ambrose, bad food. We'll say that. Also, Ambrose kind of unclean in certain places. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have one last interview question. This is the most important question you'll be asked, other than the Glenn and Frank question. Okay. If you are stuck on a desert island and you can take one book oh. with you, what book are you taking? I would take... Can I say, like, a coloring book for something to do? Honestly, not a bad idea. Us two English majors are sitting here, like, hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not an English major, as you can tell. Um, yeah, probably one of those, like, adult coloring books, but it's, like, really fancy, like, fuck, you know? I, mean, I respect that, but also, I'm sad. <laughs> uh, I'm not sad. You do you. I respect the hustle. Simple. Oh my god. Or like um, one of those books that teaches you how to do magic tricks. And so since I'm on the desert island, I can just protect the magic tricks. Do you have a deck of cards though? Yes. You okay. didn't say I couldn't bring a deck of cards. There we go. No, you can bring nothing but what's on your person right now and one book. You can have a deck of cards on your person. Yeah. I might I might have a deck of cards on me. You never know. Okay, I'm the question has been subverted and I'm here for it. Glenn, what would you bring? Uh, if I were to bring one book? One book. Oh, I don't... Um, if you say the Bible, I'll smack no, you. I, I was going to... Like, I, I assumed that was void. Um, um, Probably either, like, my... Not my big space trilogy hardcover. I don't know. My, my first thought is The Brothers Karamazov, because I really want to read it. And I would have plenty of time to get through it. I'm sorry, you probably don't know what The Brothers Karamazov is. Uh, it's Dostoevsky. Um, also, that yeah, English majors. This doesn't. This doesn't work. <laughs> uh, if you get okay, fine. If you could take one movie Ooh. to a desert island, and yes, you have the friggin' Blu-ray player or whatever. Am I in this or Glenda? Uh, b- both of you. <laughs> oh, you go first. I'll, I'll go second. I'll go first. Um, uh, Glendon is like a film buff. My my first thought is like my go to favorite movie is The Prestige because I love that movie, um, so I'm gonna say that. Can I just bring like the DVD set of Mandalorian? Okay. Is there a DVD set? 
I don't know. Sometimes yeah. TV shows have TV There can be. There will be eventually, I'm sure. Oh, if we're including... I should have said TV shows distinguished from movies. Because I feel like there are two different answers for that. Okay, I'll take, I'll take a movie. Um... Oh, I wanted to make a joke and say the last Airbender. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Nice. So, Ooh. Nice. Um. Okay, pick one Star Wars movie. The Last Jedi. Yes. <laughs> no. Incredible. You don't know Glendon's reaction. Incredible. That was Wait, the hypest. Did I do? Yes. Sorry. No. <laughs> La- last Jedi is probably my favorite Star Wars movie. So I respect it. Okay, I fuck, it's my favorite of the, the sequels. It's my favorite. I love The Last Jedi. It's so good. <laughs> I feel like you need to listen to both episode two and episode three of our podcast because that's all we talked about. I'm, I'm, we, I feel like we need to hang out now. Like, <laughs> okay, so TV yeah. show though, you pick Mandalorian. I think Glendon will pick Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a really good bet because I do like it. My other bet would be Starcade SG, SG-1 because it's like 10 seasons and it's just pretty solid all the way through. I watched that show a lot growing up. I haven't, I haven't answered any of these questions, but I would say probably like for movies, can I take a trilogy? Does that count? Are you going to say Lord of the Rings? Yeah. That was my other thought. Um, I, was thinking, I was actually going to say Lord of the Rings too. Nice. I, I feel like... It's just a safe bet, but also it'd be really hard to be the only movie to watch all the time. Yeah. Um, but TV shows, oh boy, either Deep Space Nine, Deep Space Nine Agents movie. of Shield, or maybe Chuck, because nice. Chuck has a place in my heart. That's fair. That was my rapid fire question session. I don't think I have any other rapid How can fire you question. Like Chuck and not like Subway. Okay, I like Subway for saving Chuck. I if you've never seen Chuck, then this doesn't make any sense to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. It's worth watching if you are a nerd and like nerdy things. <laughs> it's just it's true though. It's a really fun show. It is. It's a fun show and the ending's controversial, but also it it's good. Um, worth watching. Good soundtrack. If you like music. I feel satisfied with our conversation. Um, how long have we been going? I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for coming on to our our humble podcast and talking about Ambrose and confession pages and myself and the importance of having conversations. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. It's the longest conversation I've had in a while. Oh, wow. That's fair. 2020 be like that. It really is. It really is. Um, Just... One last favor I think we need to ask you. Um, can you say, Ben, we love you? Oh, oh, the only fan of the show? Yes. Ben, we love you. Oh, thank you. Ben is going to be so happy now. Um, I appreciate that you refer to him as our only fan. That makes me happy. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, thanks for coming on and engaging with our ridiculousness. And thank you for making the confessions page. And to all of our listeners, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for always supporting us by leaving reviews on, well, all of your favorite podcasting platforms, because I know you're doing that, right? That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Be sure to leave us those hot ratings. Be sure to leave Glendon those hot ratings. And uh, until next time. 
Good night, farewell, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, etc. Uh, catch us next time. <laughs>